Hello and welcome to the Main Man Show. We are coming to you from our studios in Riyadh, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And our guest today, I mean, if I had to say just producer, I wouldn't be doing you justice. You are a internationally renowned Arab legend of a producer, Mr. Tariq bin Ammar. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on the show. Very happy to be here in Riyadh and on your show, absolutely. All right, well, it's good to have you. And it's, you know, we just heard some exciting news that, you know, uh, you've, you've uh, done with the Ministry of Culture. And it seems that from what we heard is, is right. You are going all out into the Saudi film industry. What can you tell us about this? Look, Saudi Arabia... I've been seeing for the last 60 years. I've come here. I was blessed to be in a political family in my home country, Tunisia. My uncle, through his second marriage, married my aunt. My uncle was the famous, wonderful leader, first president of Tunisia, Habib Bourguiba. And Tunisia owed a lot to Saudi Arabia because when he was in exile and fighting the French for independence, uh, the founder, Ibn Saud, the great Ibn Saud, uh, helped us, helped him. I wasn't born, of course. And the Saudi kings, the Saudi culture was very much in my heart, and I had come here many, many times. And one of the first movies I wanted to make is a story about Ibn Saud. It was not easy, though. It was the early 70s. And Saudi Arabia certainly was not the Saudi Arabia. I have discovered regularly, but the shock was starting 2016. Right. When I saw what it was becoming, and I was privileged to have met the crown prince and to see the vision, and I said, ah. And I have to go back a bit here. In 2010, in the middle of the Arab you want to call it spring, revolution, winter. My television, Nesma, which I created in 2009, was instrumental. And uh, Abu Dhabi invited me at the Abu Dhabi Film Conference as the keynote speaker. And as I was landing, I read an article that disturbed me greatly. It said the Middle East will be acquiring hundreds of billions of dollars of armament in the next 20 years. Being a man who wanted culture and cinema and films and the 68 movies I brought to my country and created the film industry with no money except for the goodwill of great directors, I was disturbed and I was supposed to make a speech. I made a tough speech. speech? And the speech was a nation without a culture is nothing more than a supermarket of consumers. A nation without a past really has no future. And I said to myself, why should we be spending all this money on armament, which I understand for political reasons? And in the audience was the crown prince of Abu Dhabi, was the leader of Abu Dhabi, it was 2010, uh, the emir of Qatar, all people I knew very well that I respected. And I appealed to them, and I said, we have to develop cinema, music, culture, 
Our youth needs to dream about their stories, not about the Kardashian, not about only things overseas. Mm -hmm. And they started making some movements, Qatar and Abu Dhabi. Yeah. But the real game changer is the crown prince in Saudi Arabia. And I understood that in 2010, I was at the Milken Institute conference in Abu Dhabi, and they interviewed me, and I said, well... Why Saudi Arabia will win it because it has 38 million people. It has its own market. Okay. It has a youth that is hungry to be entertained, to create. Because, you know, there was a moment when if you're a young 18-year-old girl or boy and you want to be a painter, yeah. a musician, a writer, mm. a singer, a director, and an actor, what did you do? You had to go to London, to Paris, to America. Yeah, to practice that craft or even to exist, mm -hmm. or to be someone. Yeah. You are blessed by having a young population, you, Saudi. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said to myself, wait, this is a great market. I have to come here and invest. Usually people come to Saudi Arabia to take your money. Yeah. I am coming to invest in your country, mm -hmm. invest my know-how, my knowledge, my name, my credentials, and bringing with me people that, and this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to build the emerging industry of Saudi Arabia, being today one of the big companies in Italy and America. Uh -huh. uh, my latest movies, of course, have been very successful in Saudi Arabia, the latest one being Equalizer 3. Uh -huh. And Equalizer 3 did twice the box office that Italy or Spain was doing. So I said, wait a second. There's a lot of potential. And I did the research on the box office of that movie. You had England, UK, yeah. Germany, France, Australia, and then Saudi. So outside of the US, Saudi is becoming the place to be mm -hmm. for my industry. That's why we will be announcing the creation of a film fund of which I will be involved right. to attract, of course, foreign films to come in Saudi Arabia, as I did in Tunisia when I brought Star Wars or Indiana Jones or many more, but to develop local Saudi culture, to develop lo local Saudi talent. You see, when I started the, my career in Tunisia, we didn't have a market. Yeah. And so the film directors that I trained had to go to France or Italy to sell their movies, to okay. appeal to the Cannes Film Festival, to Venice Film Festival, to get attraction. Yes. You here have an advantage. If I may compare, the Saudi model should be exactly what Korea did. Okay. Look at Korea. All they right. created their own business, their own music, their own directors, their own TV series, and mm -hmm. then they started exporting because they trained their people. Mm -hmm. And this is why I'm very attracted to this young country, to try and assist them and transmit past the ball of all my experience and my knowledge to create a new film industry with local partners. All right. I mean, I hear a lot of conviction in your in your voice, and you know, you're you're a prominent person in the entertainment industry. You're a you know a, a giant successful businessman. You know, do you believe in you know in your heart that you're confident that you're making the rest and in, right investment to invest in Saudi? Yes, all you have to do is walk in Riyadh. Yeah. All you have to do is walk outside and see the youth and the freedom. And let me give you an example. So I was attracted to Saudi 
already emotionally and culturally and historically for my family, as I told you earlier. But in November 2018, His Highness, Minister of Culture, Prince Bader, okay. came to see me in Paris okay. and said, you are a successful Arab, Muslim. Mm -hmm. You created an industry in your country. Please come and help us. All right. I was very touched that he took that liberty mm -hmm. of coming to see me. I said, absolutely, Your Highness. And that's how the ball started rolling. All right. And in coming here, I saw the evolution of the multiplexes, the films. And last month, I was here for a conference on the Film Commission. Okay. And I asked them, I want to talk to the young women of Saudi Arabia. Okay. So I did a speech uh, at Princess Nora University. First right. of all, I was so impressed with the campus, okay. the facilities. Yeah. And I was able to speak to 350 young students who were in the arts and in other fields. Okay. I spent two hours with them. First, I explained to them what I did, mm -hmm. Tunisia, film, music, Michael Jackson, transmitting all of my experience. And 50 of them came up and asked me incredible questions. Okay. So evolved in the questions, so free. And at the end, four girls with burqa mm -hmm. came to see me. All right. And they were four out of 300. Okay. Okay. So exa exactly you see the evolution of this country that I've seen over the years. They came to see me. I was very touched. They didn't want the mic. Mm -hmm. They didn't want their colleagues to listen. All right. And they said, we would like to ask you a question. What, what is your opinion on the burqa? All right. Okay. So not an easy question. question. Yeah, but I, the first thing I said is, why me? Why do you want me to tell you? what my opinion is of the burqa. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm Muslim. Yes, I'm Arab. Yeah. But I'm also a citizen of the world and I make movies. Yeah. They said, well, because we are a minority. Mm -hmm. In this amphitheater, our friends are not in agreement with us wearing the burqa. Yeah. And I said, well, listen to me. If you're at ease with wearing it, that's between you and God. Why should you worry about what your friends want? Mm -hmm. So imagine, we're in, nine, we're in 2023. Yeah. Four young women were so happy to ask me that question, and I said, are you okay with the answer? They, she, they said, yes, because we were afraid you would tell us to take it off. Okay. So where are you gonna find that freedom of young women mm -hmm. that evening I, speak, I spoke to a very important Hollywood personality. Okay. And he said, where are you? I said, I'm in Saudi Arabia. Tell Saudi Arabia, no, it, it was a woman, not, in, not a man. Tell okay. Saudi Arabia to be kinder to the women. To the women. And I said, you have no idea how ignorant <laughs> you are. You have no idea what yeah. I'm seeing and listening. Okay. And so when you see this, you're living history live mm -hmm. that this, these four girls are telling me, a foreigner, yeah. that they are a minority in their classroom. So there's a great future here. Yeah. Yes. So you, you, I really believe that. And I live it every day by walking, by talking, by going to the different malls and talking to the so, new Saudi generation.
So as 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 a veteran in the movie industry, do you recommend other Hollywood uh, producers of to course. follow suit? Of course. If you if you if they would tell you what is the selling factor, what would you say? Don't come here for their money. <laughs> okay. Uh, I made a speech. Mm-hmm. I was at that conference. All right. And I also have to tell you a scoop. I was blessed a few weeks ago All right. by Prince Badr mm-hmm. to make me a prime residency card of Saudi Arabia. So I'm a prime resident of Saudi Arabia. So I feel Saudi. All right. Okay. And I feel obliged mm-hmm. to protect Saudi Arabia from what people wrongly think Saudi Arabia is about. That will mm-hmm. take time, but you're doing a great job. You just won Expo 2030. You yeah. certainly don't need me. And you just won a 2034. But as a non-Saudi, it's easier to speak. Okay. Because I've done it in my country. Mm-hmm. I've, I've attracted all these Hollywood people. Yeah. Not for the money. Okay. Not for the money. For the locations, for the facilities, for the protection, for the talent of the young women and men who help make Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars, and many more. Mm-hmm. Saudi has that same potential okay. with spectacular locations. In the beginning, yes, you can attract them with tax credits. Yeah. Okay, that's a good way because every other country in the world does it. Mm-hmm. American competes uh, California against New York and Alabama and Atlanta. So, but I would like them to come and make their movies not just because it's less expensive or financially advantageous. Okay. There's so much to see. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I am preparing a few big movies to come to Saudi Arabia the way I did for Tunisia. Okay. Well, let's dissect it, dissect this a bit Please. more. You know, in Arab news and in the Mayman show, we ask right. a lot of candid and impersonal questions. Oh, so, you know, a lot of filmmakers that I've that we've interviewed in Arab news and in you know in the Mayman show yes. either come here for a quick buck, like you said, or come here for for the rebates, the incentives. But that's not enough. Okay, but where do you see it a, being a win-win situations for the investor and also for the industry? That's a look. Saudi Arabia is still too expensive to come to come to make movies here. Okay, let's not there not say the truth. Mm-hmm. The rebates is not enough. Okay, okay. Uh, what I want to do first and foremost, I'm not obsessed about bringing Hollywood to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. That's a very small part. You want to ignite an industry, I think, right? Exactly. I would like to make it that the young Saudis Mm -hmm. who are seeing Equalizer and Top Gun and or Egyptian movies Mm -hmm. start seeing Saudi movies. That will take time. But you need to train them. Okay. So that's where I see the businesses is creating. Look, you, you, you look at. Italians, French, Koreans, or Germans, what do they do? Filmmakers make movies for their people. Yeah. They don't make movies for others. Correct. Some of them go outside. Yeah, some go international. Yeah. You have a big market of 38 million people. Normally, a Saudi director can make money in Saudi Arabia even if he never exports the movie. Maybe, yeah. Look at Egypt, right? Egypt mm-hmm. was the Hollywood of the Arab world. Yeah. And still, by the yeah, way, I still think it's the, the, in, the standard in, in filmmaking. And still, in Saudi and in MENA, it is the Egyptian movies yeah. that are number one with the American movies. So today you have, let's say, 50 50 American mm-hmm. and Egyptian movies. If we can lower that and make it yeah. 40% Saudi, 40%, I'm sorry, American, 40% Egyptian, 
and 20% Saudi. Okay. Then you have new filmmakers, new actors, new musicians, new directors, mm -hmm. new writers. That then sells Saudi Arabia more than yes. just come here and make movies. Yes, bringing Hollywood here will happen. Mm -hmm. They will come, mm -hmm. but we will be partners with them. Yeah. We won't be just servicing company. The fund we're putting together is so that if a Star Wars comes here, and okay. I have a few big ones, yeah. come to Saudi, we will help you with tax credit. You have to employ locals. Yeah. I employed a million people in my country by imposing in every department yeah. a technician. So when they leave, they leave behind their know-how okay. so that those young people will know what a big film is. But we will take a piece of that movie. Okay. We will then co-own the IP. Yeah. Like I co-own all the movies, Equalizer, Scream, Upside, and many more. Mm -hmm. I co-own them by having invested alongside with the major companies. My partners are Paramount, Sony, Warner Brothers, Lionsgate. Yeah. To name open. a few. <laughs> no, but they're open to partnership. Yeah. These are business people. Okay. Right? So Saudi money, yes, we want to invest, mm -hmm. but we want to be treated exactly like anybody else. Okay. And we want the Saudi economy to benefit, mm -hmm. the Saudi employees uh, to benefit from the fact that you're coming here. That's ex I'm, Look, I'm not reinventing the wheel. Yeah. I'm reproducing the model I did with Tunisia, mm -hmm. but with a big difference. Okay. What is that? You have a market. I didn't. Okay. All, All right. I offered was facilities of making movies and my goodwill. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a real box office that could be a partner of right. that film. Okay. So that's why I'm attracted to Saudi Arabia, is that there is a market here mm -hmm. and we can be self-sufficient right. and we can create the next Parasite. Okay. Look at Korea. Did anybody think Parasite would win not only the best film for an Oscar, yeah. but the best film Oscar? It wasn't made to be exported. Mm -hmm. It was a Korean movie, a beautiful one that yes. conquered the world. Maybe in my lifetime, I will see a okay. Saudi movie do the same. All right. To make us Arabs proud as the Koreans were proud of Parasite. Okay. I mean, I'm, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm going to delve into your, you know, your, your, you your, your time in, in Tunisia. You but before we do that, when you start casting people for Star Wars in Saudi, I'd like to raise my hand to audition yeah. to be like a Saudi Jedi. Even if I, yeah. e even if I get killed. I've had a lot of those demands. E even if I get you're, killed you're, by a Sith, like you know. <laughs> 2001. Uh, yeah? Yeah. But, uh, okay, but... Uh, all, all, all jokes aside, let's let's uh, let's let's talk about your your experience in creating the film industry in Tunisia. Yes. Let me give you some numbers, or give our audience some numbers. Yes. So, sixty-eight movies, uh, as as you said earlier, yes. over forty years, o uh. over forty over forty years, yes. sixty-eight movies. You employed over a million people. Yes, you've injected that. That means a million salary slips have been paid yeah. to young people, women, and men in Tunisia. A million people's households as well. Correct, and you have injected at least a billion dollars uh, into the Tunisian of economy. foreign money not of local money yeah i mean that's yeah. that's 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 an accomplishment in its own right yes. i mean a billion dollars well you, you know there's a phrase that made me the man i am mm -hmm. uh, and and that's why i like what your leaders doing here when i was 13 there was a great president for me called john f kennedy oh, yeah. and he said ask not what your country can do, do for, for you, you. Ask but what, what you, you can, can do, do for your, your country, country. I was the first fully educated young man from Tunisia going to Georgetown University. Yeah. 
I felt very responsible being privileged in a family of diplomats and government. How can I grow my passion, mm -hmm. films, even though I was not trained from films, yeah. and at the same time give back to my country what it gave me? Stability, okay. a good passport, a peaceful country, mm -hmm. an open country with no issues on religion, women being free, young people being very educated. So my duty was to attract these filmmakers. We'll give you everything. We're nice people, Tunisians. We're inexpensive. Okay. And come here and invest by creating jobs. And they loved it. It was a win-win situation. Okay. We're going to do the same here with an added portion. Okay. We're going to be your partners on that movie. Right. That's why we created the fund. We want to co-own a piece of Star Wars. Yeah. We want to co-own a piece of the next whatever mm -hmm. so that we get revenues from the work that our country and our people in Saudi did. So that's really what I'm hoping to do. Okay. I mean, what, I mean, because because you said this just now, you were, Tunisia didn't have a film industry. No. So it's a you, small country, five okay. million people. So what were your challenges? Riyadh is bigger. So that goes back to what I was going to ask you is what challenges, uh, you know, did you face and how do you see it impacting Tunisia's media landscape? It's not. It's different. By the way, mm -hmm. uh, as we're talking, my studios are full in Tunisia yeah. with Arab TV series. And guess whose TV series they are? Who's? NBC's. All right. Okay. So we are in partnership <laughs> with the Saudis. Mu'awiyah, yeah. which is a famous TV series that uh -huh. uh, two seasons should be coming out during Ramadan. No, it's a different economics. Yeah. The, the people to come to Tunisia, first of all, look, Tunisia is closer than Saudi. It's an hour away from Rome, mm -hmm. two hours away from Paris. Yeah. Why did I win that game? Right. I didn't reinvent the wheel. Okay. For your auditors, okay. Hollywood was created in California because it was sunny, okay, inexpensive, All right. land was cheap, mm -hmm. and it was the place to make films. For many years. In the 50s, Hollywood started moving to Italy and Spain. Because it was cheaper to make Cleopatra, Ben-Hur, uh, The Ten Commandments, and many epic movies because there were no special effects in those days like today, right? So you really yeah. had to build sets. Yeah. Early 70s, Italy and Spain became rather expensive. Mm -hmm. All I did is go to these Hollywood studios and say, look, the same movie in Italy would cost X. I'll show you it'll cost X minus something. Wow. So I just made it less expensive mm -hmm. and very attractive because Rome and Tunis are like an hour away. Yeah. So Saudi is different. Saudi is okay. six hours away. All okay. Right. At least. <laughs> and and six I'm from Europe. Yeah. I'm talking about Europe, of course. Uh and Saudi has a different weather situation. Mm -hmm. Tunisia is a Mediterranean country. Okay. It rains it's cold. Saudi rains a little bit, rarely cold. Up in the mountains it is, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, it is. The landscape is very diverse okay. and different. So that's why you need studios, and they are building studios, many of them, Neon, Lola, yeah. and Riyadh. So there's, and again, people, I'm not going to bring them here because we're less expensive. Mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia will never be less expensive okay. than other countries in the Mediterranean. Never. That's why we will be a partner. Come here, 
Yes, we're a bit more expensive, but guess what? We're going to give you a 40% tax rebate. Okay. So now we're going to lower the cost of making your movie. All right. And we're going to invest in the movie mm -hmm. if you give us a piece of that movie and if you treat us well because we want to make money with you to okay. make other movies. All right. So we're going to be a partner. Okay. So for, from, from Which is not what Tunisia is doing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you've asked me the question. It's totally different. All right. So that's... And there's room for both. There's room for both. And Morocco also yeah. is very active. And so, Greece is very active. So what I wanted to ask you is, okay, so you, you've incentivized the, the process. So the, the business element of being a partner, like what activities would you well, that's what contribute I'm hoping, in, basically? Yes. Uh, the Minister of Culture and the Film Commission decided not they didn't need me to do a tax credit. They yeah. did that. They yeah, applied yeah. that. What I'm trying to do, and that's the role of this fund that we're going to be announcing, okay. uh, is we want to identify those movies okay. and also some films. Mm -hmm. Let's take Equalizer 4. All right. Three. Three. For those who have seen it, mm -hmm. it's I'll... all shot in Italy. Yeah. Why is it shot in Italy? Because I had them do it in Italy. Mm -hmm. Originally, it was shot elsewhere. Right. So I went to Sony. Sony's my partner in right. many movies. Mm -hmm. Lie, Lyle, Crocodiles, and many, many, many more. Yeah, my kids I favorite. said, if you come to Italy, I'll bring you the tax credit. So I will lower the cost of the movie. Mm -hmm. You'll shoot in one of the most beautiful settings, the Amalfi Coast. All right. And I will co-finance the movie. So Sony had a double interest. We're going to do the same. I'm going to take some movies. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, where is the film being shot? Let's rewrite the story for Saudi Arabia. Okay. Let's, what do you want? What do you need? Airports, we have. Buildings, we have. Mountains, we have. The sea, we have. Desert, we have. What do you want? Let's rewrite the story mm -hmm. so that you have a visual advantage, you creative talent, and we will give you the tax credit All right. and we'll co-finance and we will be partners. Okay. So I mean, okay. So you know, we, we tapped into a lot of of, of the business end yes. of of Hollywood and filmmaking, and you know, you you're, you've been you've been around the block. You're a veteran. Yes. So, as as we know, I mean, it's not like you know something hidden. Arabs are usually portrayed negatively in 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 Hollywood and Western movies. They, they were. They were. That's it's what changing. I was going to see. That's yeah. what I was going to well, ask you. Is it look, is it worse or better? Look, Hollywood. If you look. It was the Indians were the bad guys. Uh -huh. Then the African-Americans were the slaves, depending who was first or second. Mm -hmm. Then it became politically correct. It was always the Arabs with the Palestinian kifye. Well, of course, because of the Six-Day War, the 73 War, mm -hmm. and Hollywood being very pro-Israel. Still is. Yeah. So the terrorist was an Arab. Yeah. You know, I did Raiders of the Lost Ark mm -hmm. with Steven Spielberg. I right. said, why is the terrorist and back to the future with the Palestinian okay. Libyans, right? I think yeah, they were but, Libyans. I, that's what they portrayed. My point us. is, yeah. <laughs> to be a terrorist, you have to be an Arab. Yeah. Now, no doubt we are a bit responsible for our image because we did have Arab terrorists, mm -hmm. right? But they generalized it. Right. Then it was no longer Arabs. It was the Japanese, okay. the Yazuka, the the Chinese, but now, oh, you got to be careful because we have Asian Americans, so mm -hmm. we can't have the Japanese. Now it's Russians, 
Russians are the bad guys. Yeah. You, you look at the John Wick movies. Mm -hmm. You look at the all these action movies. They the left mafia. and came back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Russian mafia, yeah. right? Now Russia is, okay, we yeah. continue. Yes, but it's, we are the ones that right. need to help films get made where the story is different. Okay. That's why by being a producer, I have weight in, who made me are directors, the greatest directors. Uh, I had no money. Okay. I had an Arab name. Okay. I wasn't Jewish. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of the 70s, it was difficult. Yeah. If it wasn't for uh, George Lucas and Roberto Rossellini and Franco Zifrelli and the Monty Python and then Steven Spielberg, they saw me as a filmmaker. They didn't care whether I was an Arab, a Muslim or not, or a Jew. Yeah. Uh, they saw me as a professional mm -hmm. filmmaker because the language of cinema is universal. Yeah, of course. And so they helped me mm -hmm. into not being in a category. And so because I've learned that, I'm going to try with filmmakers to... The narrative of my cousins, my Arab cousins and brothers in stories should be different, but it's happening. We're seeing different stories about Arabs. Mm -hmm. I myself have made a few movies uh, of that. So I'm optimistic that they, we're not in the category still of the bad guys, I okay. think. And if we become partners... Mm -hmm. And this market, you want to come to our market, you treat us well. Yeah, definitely it's going to shift that Look, even more. You take the, the Japanese with Sony in Colombia. Yeah. There's never a bad Japanese in an American movie that they finance. Mm -hmm. And the Chinese also are very careful uh, uh, yeah. with the money they make uh, in invest in film. So we have power. Mm -hmm. And Saudi Arabia is a okay. powerful, rich nation. If I can help them put their stamp on never again are Arabs going to be portrayed negatively, and also Saudi Arabia. Islam is here. Mm -hmm. You know, Mecca and Medina. Yeah. So the world looks at you. And so soft power in films is very important. I'm the man that did The Passion of the Christ with Mel Gibson. Yeah. I did it as a Muslim because it was my duty to do it. Okay. Because as a Muslim, we believe in Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I felt that I had to do it to show that, and they were surprised, okay. an Arab doing Passion of the Christ that was being boycotted by everybody. There. That was the point. Okay. The day I defend Christ, you're going to de yeah. defend our prophet. Jesus is our prophet. Exactly. Yeah, so. so it's this relationship of dialogue okay. that cinema can create and make differences. All right. That's, that's, that's interesting. So let's move to the current... Uh, situation happening in Gaza. I mean, of course, no one wants to see uh, innocent people and civilians, you know, die and be in that situation as well. Uh, would you argue that as of late, when it comes to the Western media, um, that Arabs and Palestinians have actually um, conveyed their point of view across and and you know, in a constructive manner this time? Oh, that's a difficult answer, first of all. The tragedy of civilians, mm -hmm. you'd have to be a total idiot yeah. or without heart mm -hmm. not to condemn the civilians killed in Israel and the civilians killed in, in Gaza. Right. And in fact, I avoid that argument with my friends because it's not a match who's right, who's wrong. Yeah. We're all wrong or we're all right eventually. Mm -hmm. No doubt, 
that, and the Arabs are just as responsible as the Israelis. Okay. I can speak for a fact because I, my family, in agreement with Israel mm -hmm. and with America, we brought the OLP to Tunisia in 1982. I was in the middle of that negotiation. Okay. I assisted the, the Palestinian liberation movement, both financially and so I have always been very sensitive to the Palestinian mm -hmm. cause. In the last 20 years, we all ignored the Palestinian cause. It's okay. as if we put the powder under the rug. The Israelis were happy to help Hamas and to weaken OLP, and the Arabs had other agendas, okay. their own agendas, yeah. rightly so, developing of their countries. And maybe our populations were sick of the issue of Palestine. Mm -hmm. What happened here on October 7th kind of woke us all up, Yeah, my friends in Israel, my friends in America, and my friends in the Arab world are all coming to the conclusion that there will, no, there will not be peace yes. if there's not a solution, solution. for the Palestinians. Yeah. So that puts the Palestinian and the image of the Arab world back on where it should be. Mm -hmm. How do we move forward tomorrow? And I'm not a politician, and I'm sure they know what they're doing, but all I can tell you from the media world, yes. Mm -hmm. When did an Arab like Bassam Yusuf ever have the kind of platform that Pierce Morgan gave him? And so many more yeah. in America. So many Arab Americans, Muslims are speaking out, and, and in Italy and in France and in Germany. So all of a sudden dialogue is starting like it was never before. And this is very positive, of course, mm -hmm. at the cost of thousands of victims. Why do men have to learn only when there's thousands die and then you wake up and say, why did we do this? History will tell us who's right and who's wrong. This is not for me and us to judge. Yeah. But yes, the image of Arabs today is easier to defend if and when we are right at defending their ideas, and certainly we're not going to defend terrorism because we have suffered terrorism mm -hmm. everywhere in the Arab world, yeah. and Saudi a lot, and Tunisia yeah. a lot, and yeah. many more. So terrorism is not something that I uh, will ever promote, but certainly the Palestinian and the image of the Arab world is something I care about, mm -hmm. and uh, I own a television in Tunisia, which was instrumental during the Arab Spring, Nesma, and I continue to do so, hopefully. It's, in fact, number one in France, my TV, okay. on the Arab bouquet. So I'm very sensitive to how we can convey our culture, our religion, our image for the non-Arabs, because after all, we don't have to convince our population, yeah. but the others. Okay, how well did you think Bassem uh, Youssef did with uh, his interview with Pierce Morgan? You wish you had a hundred Bassam Yusufs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You wish you had him every day somewhere. But a Bassam Yusuf in Italy, in okay. France, in Germany, in Spain, uh, that puts humor and lightness and courage in his defense. Okay. And uh, it's it's a drop in the sea, mm -hmm. but it's at least it's a drop and maybe there will be other Bassams and Bassam will continue. If I owned a network in America, I'd give him a show. Okay. But they don't need me for that. <laughs> okay. Well, 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 speaking of networks, this will be a, uh, also our, our, yes. our last question. 
you know, so Russia has Russia Today in different languages. BBC has its BBC World Network. CNN has CNN International and CNN Arabia. Um, you know, but Saudi doesn't really have a television in English. I mean, it did, you know, as a state television early in the 90s and, and the 80s, but that's not the case in, uh, anymore. And, you know, do you think that the kingdom needs more outlets to share its views and tell its stories to 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 the rest of, of the world? You know, like Arab News is doing with its uh, international editions. No doubt. Yeah. You know, kingdom just won Expo. Okay. And the World Cup, as I said earlier. Mm -hmm. Of course, you would want a television to reflect why you won Expo. Okay. Why you won 34, meaning there's people here that mm -hmm. know what they're doing mm -hmm. and are selling the kingdom and its culture and its evolution. But look, as I said to the four young girls that had a burqa, mm -hmm. and there was another girl that came to me and said, no, because I said, you, this is incredible. I was promoting Saudi, yeah. right? And she contradicted me. She says, no, no, it's not true. We're not free. It's not true. <laughs> she started, yeah. right? challenging me and I was so okay. impressed that she had the courage to do so in front of the dean mm -hmm. and I started saying why are you not free mm -hmm. and we went down to all the things that she is free mm -hmm. driving doing this talking to me going to cinema and then at the end she said yeah yeah, yeah but I said listen it just started three years ago yeah you want to give yourself some time mm -hmm. Al Jazeera Qatar started 25 years ago yeah all right now yes Saudi should sit down and create an equivalent of Al Jazeera differently. Okay. You don't want to copy. Mm -hmm. In fact, you're doing things differently. Yeah. So we have I'm sure, on Arab news. I'm sure the crown <laughs> prince and a lot of his advisors are already working on that. They don't need my two cents. But yes, your question is to the point because you are the new leader of the Arab world. Right. Let's not kid ourselves. And uh, we needed a leader. Right. Okay. Look what's happening in Iraq, in Syria, yeah. Lebanon. Mm -hmm. uh, my cousins in North Africa are fighting each other. Okay. Um, so we need somebody young to come up, rich as your country, with mm -hmm. a youth to say, okay, guys, new story here. Okay. And I think the, look, 129 people voted for Saudi. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they voted just to please you. They must have seen something. Yeah. And I saw the presentation. So I, I'm very optimistic that, yes, there will be a Saudi. It should not be a propaganda mm -hmm. tool. Otherwise, people say, look, mm -hmm. in fact, I can speak about Saudi because I'm not Saudi. Okay. Right? Yeah. Now, people can say, yeah, they're paying you. No, they're not. Yeah. And do I want their money? Mm -hmm. I don't need their money. Okay. okay. My career is behind me. Can I do a little path with your country here to help you? Mm -hmm. And I would love that if I can. If they listen to me, they don't have to. Yeah. But I think they've been generous enough by giving me the residency okay. and say, come and be our partner. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are announcing to do, to do and build a Saudi industry with a contribution of a Tunisian cousin, a little older. Let's put it this way, a Tunisian uncle. Okay. And on that note, if you had to describe this last thing in one sentence, Arab News is international editions and digital content such as The May Man Show. I follow Arab News. In fact, I didn't know Faisal, your editor, mm -hmm. your, your um, I guess, the CEO. Uh, yeah, chief editor. Chief editor. Yeah. 
And the first thing I told him is, I really like the paging, the calligraphy, the way you sell. I'm, I'm getting all my news from Arab news, mm -hmm. really, about the Arab world. All right. So I wouldn't be here. If right. I didn't think you guys were really doing well, you can do much more. And if I can help, I'll come on your show all the time. And when I announce a big movie, I will come. All right, we'll take you up on that offer. I mean, we can absolutely yeah, look. We we can sit and do this all night long, obviously, because I'm a movie buff, and you've okay. made virtually every movie I like. No, no, so, I've made a lot of bad ones too. <laughs> hey, I watch all kinds of movies. Okay, and uh, you know, I'd like to thank you very much. I know thank you're you. here for such a short period, you, and you. No, no, not... I've been here two weeks. Yeah, to really talk to everybody, yes. understand the market. Go. Mm -hmm. I went to see films to see the audience, mm -hmm. who they are. Why they're doing? Okay, well, let me re re correct myself. You weren't here for a short period, but I, you're here on a rigorous schedule. Yes. The fact that you took time to come here no, no, me means a, a lot to me. No, I like Arab news, and I told Faisal I would do this, and I'm here, and I'd be very happy to pursue these fire kind of conversations. Okay, all right, fair enough. And um, we'd like to thank you again. Thank and you. Uh, that's, that's that's all the time we have for this interview and before we wrap up the show i'm going to close with a famous line for a movie of yours that i like may the force be with you see you later